Mark chapter 14, starting at the 53rd verse. They took Jesus to the high priest. And all the chief priests, the elders, the teachers of the law came together. Peter followed him at a distance. Right into the courtyard of the high priest. There he sat with the guards and he warmed himself at the fire. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for evidence against Jesus so they could put him to death, but they could not find any. And many testified falsely against him, but their statements did not agree. Then some stood up and gave false testimony against him. We heard him say, I'll destroy this temple made with human hands, and in three days we'll build another not made with hands. Yet even then their testimony did not agree. Then the high priest stood up before them and asked Jesus, are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent and gave no answer. Again, the high priest asked, are you the Messiah? The son of the blessed one. I am said Jesus. And you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. The high priest tore his clothes. Why do we need any more witnesses? He asked. You have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? They all condemned him worthy of death. And they began to spit on him. They blindfolded him, struck him with their fists, and said, prophesy. And the guards took him and beat him. And while Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servants, girl of the high priest, came by. When she saw Peter warming himself, looked closely at him. You also were with the Nazarene, Jesus, she said. But he denied it. I don't know or understand what you're talking about. He said, and he went out into the entryway. When the servant girl saw him near, she began again to say to those standing around, this fellow was one of them. Again, he denied. And after a little while, those standing there to Peter, surely you are one of them, for you are a Galilean. And he began to call down curses, and he swore to them, I do not know this man you are talking about. I like the other versions that he began to cuss. And as soon as he did that, immediately the rooster crowed the second time. Then Peter remembered the word that Jesus had spoken to him before the rooster crows twice. You will deny me three times. And he broke down and wept. Today we're going to talk about no more convenient Christianity. It may be seated. No more convenient Christianity. We live in a world that is driven by power. Everyone is on a quest for power in some form or fashion. If you like computers, we need more power. 
We want more RAM. We want more gigs. We we wanted we wanted powerful. We needed to move fast. If you're in the cars, we want more horsepower. We want to be able to hear it. We want to hit that road and we want to go from zero to a hundred and three point two. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. On our jobs, everybody wants to be the boss. Everybody wants to, I bet you on every job, you get this, there's too many chiefs. Even in the church, power quest. Who's got position? Who has title? In the government, you know the government. It's about power and the abuse of it. It was the same in Jesus' day and in the Old Testament. It was all about the power. It was a power struggle between things. It was tribes, power, they, the government, power. And then everything was setting up Pharaoh, power. Everything was coming in to mess with who had the power. And then all of a sudden in the New Testament, here comes the Roman Empire. The epitome of power. Nobody messed with the Roman Caesar. No joke. The Roman Empire, they, they induced fear. They, were, they, they had everybody shook. They, he wasn't messing with Rome. They established great builders. They established rule. They was ruling. They was, they was putting terror and fear and everybody and anything that came against their power. Somebody say it's all about power. You look at the news, you see it now. You see the blatant abuse of power. You see all kinds of things going on about power and you all the injustices when people who don't serve God and people who are unrighteous and they are in places of power. And now we have come to a part in the narrative of, of Jesus where we see a power struggle. I want you to keep this in your mind because don't be uh, fooled by this text. Look, look really close at this text and all you will see is a struggle for power. The religious leaders would try to destroy the power that Jesus, who didn't even come looking for power, had now acquired. Because you got to remember when Jesus came on the scene and he started walking on water and he started um, giving sight to the blind and making crippled people walk and doing all the things he had developed a following. And I want to tell you that influence is power. He had everybody fall. That's why they couldn't just destroy Jesus because he had too much power. And he wasn't even trying to get it. He was just walking and his God came. So let's look at it. I, I'm not going to, I always say this, I'm not going to keep you long, but we got to roll with it. They, look at it. They led Jesus away to the high priest. This is after they all ran and fled and naked. Now they got Jesus. They got God in the flesh. God in the flesh. They got God in the flesh. 
and they lead him away to the high priest. They, 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 they have the high priest being led away to a high priest. And now all the chief priests and the elders, all the church, this is, this is the church. They led them there for this kangaroo court. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But watch this. Peter followed from a distance. And he went and warmed himself. That's the MO of, of a lot of saints. They want to follow at a distance. And they want to they wanna be comfortable in their following. I could spend this whole sermon right here just to talk about the many people who get saved and just say, leave me alone. I, it, it, it don't take all that. I don't need to be on the green. I'll follow from a distance. I don't need to be... I follow from a distance. You, you can't judge how I serve my God because it don't take all that. Well, if you remember this church, you're not supposed to be following from a distance. As a matter of fact, if you are following from a distance, you're going to get left. I just need to be comfortable. I just, I, I don't want to be involved in, 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 the, in the work. I just, I, I need to be comfortable. But Christianity ain't comfortable. And they knew when they fled and left Jesus that Jesus was in trouble. But Peter, Peter and his scared self, right, just wanted to see what was going to happen without actually identifying with who it was happening to. I'm going to teach because we like to just see what's going what's gonna to happen. What's, what's going to come of the church? What's going to happen to the... So we'll, we, we, won't, we don't want it to be known who we are identified with. But if it's convenient, we'll be identified with. If it works out for me, then I'll be at y'all. Yeah, can I go ahead and be real up here? I'm gonna piss some people off, but but you know how it is when people that are never had nothing, but then when you put on stage, everybody come around like they was your entourage, do the hard work. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. You ain't sold nothing, you ain't gave nothing, you ain't knit nothing, you ain't cooked nothing, but you eat in every... Tap your neighbor say, put five on it. If you really saved, you ain't even know what that meant, but... <laughs> <laughs> but some of you knew what that meant. <laughs> so he's warming. Peter's outside and he's warming himself at the fire. Now I want you to understand what's going on. There are two trials taking place here. Two trials going on in here. 
there's, there's Jesus who's on trial and there's Peter who's on trial. So the chief priest, watch what happens. Watch what happens, y'all. This is going to be good. And the chief priest and all the council who sought for witness against Jesus to put him to death. They found none. They brought false witness against him. They brought witnesses together and they didn't agree. And there arose a certain to bear false witness against him saying, we heard him say, you know, that he'll destroy this temple made with hands in the three days. He'll build another without hands. And But neither did either of their witnesses agree. So this is a kangaroo court at its best. First of all, you got to understand that it went against all Jewish law. It was against the law to hold court at night. First of all, and then it was against the law to hold court in this setting. And there wasn't even no, no witnesses. They didn't have no witnesses. It was at the wrong time. It was at the wrong place. And check this out. To go ahead and claim to be the Messiah wasn't even a, 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 a crime punishable by death, according to Jewish law. Because there were a lot of people who were claiming to be the Messiah. Y'all not going to help me up in here. And not only that, it was during the Sabbath. They were not even supposed to have trials and whole court during the Sabbath. He was, he was supposed to get a pass. So everything in this trial painted the picture of a corrupt system. So I began to think about this, and I said, I, I don't know why we're getting amazed that Kyle Rittenhouse got off track. Y'all not going to say nothing. I don't know why we think we're going to get justice. Matter of fact, let me help you. If you're looking for justice from a system that's not designed to give you justice, then you're going to be in trouble anyway. And if they did Jesus like this, why you think they go, y'all not going to? It ain't nothing new. Come on, come on. Help me up in here. No witnesses. I told my wife, I said, you know, sidebar, but if you, if you get a chance, you need to watch this Netflix documentary. It's called White Boy Rick, right? Some of y'all you, you, you might not have heard of White Boy Rick, but he had a movie. It was, it was painting a picture. He was supposed to be this 17-year-old big-time drug dealer in Michigan. Right, and he was supposed to be have um, he was supposed to be running all the gangs that were in Michigan. I'm talking about Maserati, Rick, and all these other high-profile people who are moving hundreds of kilos of cocaine uh, monthly, you know, making $200 million plus a month off a of drug retail in Michigan. And there was a 17-year-old white boy who was running all this. I knew that was a lie from the jump. Come to find out what had happened, that was at 14 years old, the FBI had took this young man and played and planted him as an informant inside of all these places and told him to get close up on these people. And he became real close with all these high profile. And he, a lot of arrests were made by this young 14-year-old boy who had infiltrated the trade. Long story short, they, they sidebarred him and they blackballed him so bad they put him in prison for 28 years for stuff that he really did not do, but that they painted the picture that he did so they could cover their behinds. Because when the government want to mess your life up, they could do that. A lot of people don't think that stuff happens. And he wasn't even black. And the killer of the story is there was a man that was a hitman for them, and he uh, confessed to 30 murders. 30 murders this man did. He did 25 years. He's out today. While this young boy who did not do any violent crime is still in prison. So they will let a murderer out. And we want justice. 
You're not going to get justice. That's why the Bible says, vengeance is mine. I will repent. So this is exactly what we see. So the high priest stood up in the midst and asked, he said, are you not going to answer all these false accusations? But Jesus held his peace. He didn't say anything. I'm going to just tell you this right here. Shut your mouth. If you want God to fight your battles, shut your mouth. But if you want to fight it, keep on talking. Because you've been talking for a long time and hasn't been working. Maybe if you're quiet enough, you could get some victory. Tap your neighbor and say, be quiet. Yeah, just be quiet. Stop talking about what you, they don't know who I am. They, they don't understand my anointing. They, they must don't know they're going to make me lose my religion. All that other stuff we be talking about. Jesus didn't say anything. But I, I, I never saw this, deacon. I, I saw it, but I, I never saw it like this. He didn't say anything when they was talking and asking questions. Are you going to say anything about these false accusations or what the people are saying about you? But then they asked him, are you the Christ, the son of the blessed? In other words, are you the Messiah? Are you the son of God? Now, there was times when Jesus told him when people started revealing who he was, who you say that I am, and he told him, don't say anything. I don't need people to know my identity by what you say. I'm walking in my identity. Because if you reveal who I am too early, see, he said, no, don't, don't, don't say anything. You got it right, but don't say anything. But now they're asking him. He did not say any, he did not give an answer to accusations. But when it came to identity, he said, I am. <laughs> see, 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 I'm trying to help you. Not only did he say, I am, but you're going to see. I don't have to give, I don't have to respond to accusations. But I can't deny my identity. There are going to be people that talk about you and say all kind of stuff about you and bring accusations about you and bad mouth you. You ain't got to say nothing about that. But when it comes to who you are, see, a lot of times you'll lose who you are because of what they say. You will walk out of who you are just to respond to what they say. The key to victory is never respond to what they say. Just continue to be who you are. I will let who I am speak for me. And because he said, I am, that, that's, a, that's a play on words. He didn't say yes, he said, I am. That was, I am. I'm, I'm God. Like, what are you, not even, I am. Not even, not even, I'll go past what you're asking me. Not only am I that, I am. I didn't, 
I'm not gonna answer what they said I did, but I'll tell you, I am. I am, I am the, I am the I am. Who shall I say sent me? Tell him the I. He say, he telling him that Moses, who you are worshiping, talked about me, who are you accusing? I am. And you will see the son of man sit coming in. He say, oh, he said, there's nothing you could do with me in this court because you don't even know who you're talking to. I am. And he rent his clothes and, and they began to, the, the high priest tore his clothes off. The high priest who was interrogating the high priest tore his clothes off. Because how dare you stand in front of the Messiah dressed? He thought he came out of his clothes because he was mad. But he came out of his clothes because God said, naked you came. I'm trying to behave right now. They began to spit and, and, and beat him and, oh my God, they blindfolded him. They blindfolded the one who gives sight. They blindfolded the one who could see all without having his eyes open. As if to say, you don't know. If we blindfold you, you won't know who hit you. I want you to understand that God knows exactly who spit on him. At this point, Jesus was deserted, he was disrespected, and now he is about to be denied. How many of us have left Jesus? Disrespected him and denied him. Don't look sideways because everybody in here is guilty of all three. We all need a trial. We know what's in man. <laughs> All you can say is, Lord, forgive me. When I spit in your face. Because we read this and get mad at the ones who did it. But we spit in his face. Pastor, I never spit in the Messiah's face. Yes, you did. When he told you to do something and you didn't do it, you spit in his face. Y'all not gonna say nothing. Uh-huh. When he saw you in that bed and that wasn't, <laughs> you spit in his I knew it wasn't nobody gonna shout. That's why I brought my amens with me. Preach, pastor. Preach. I'm doing the best I can. We spit right in his face. And we hit him. We strike him. We've all done that. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. There's none righteous. No, not one. Don't look at me sideways because I spit you here. Because we want to say, at least I didn't do that. You better help me up in here. All of us are in need of a savior. And if you haven't done it, you're capable of it. 
So you best just go ahead and give God a praise for, but for grace, there go I. So Jesus is like, I'm not shook at this trial because I already knew this was going to be a kangaroo court. I ain't going to win because for this purpose, I came. Oh, I just want to know who can stand in the face of injustice and keep their mouth closed. Oh, nobody better not ever spit on me. Well, Pastor, you just don't know what they did. That's like Peter when they asked, how many times shall we forgive our brother and sister? Should we seven times? Oh, 70 times? Seven. Oh, as if to say, you can't outdo. There's no limit to how many times you got to forgive your brother or your sister. Oh, this is always hard because you really don't want to let it go. Tell me everything, let it go. See, you got to forgive them. Yes, you do. Uh, and enough with that. Oh, well, I'm going to forgive them, but I ain't going to forget. So, see, you ain't operating like the kingdom. Oh, it's going to be tough. Somebody help me right here because you got to forgive and forget. Oh, come on, pastor. Hey, it don't say that in the Bible. Oh, but you want Jesus to forget. You want Jesus to cast your sins into the sea. Of, it's in the sea of forgiveness. But I'm not going to cast yours in the sea of forgiveness. On this. Only God can do that. Look at y'all. Uncross your hands and just say, let it go. Yeah, well, you don't know. I ain't no fool. I ain't gonna just get. I did not say you got to be a fool. I just said you gotta forget it. I did not say forget him <laughs> or forget her. I said forget it. And now I got a baseline to work from. I forgave you for it. I forgot it. Don't put me in that position no more. Because then I'm going to remember what you did. <laughs> so I'm smart enough. I'm not being mean. I just ain't going to let you do that to me again. Because I already forgot it. I don't need you to bring it up. Because... <laughs> And so, let's look at trial two, and I'm going to get you out of here. Because Jesus is all right with his trial. Because there's no jail you could put him in that he can't come out of. He knows his goal is to kill him, but you can't kill me because I am. And I am is in I was. So no matter what you do to me in the present, it's not going to affect my present because I hold your future. And as Peter was beneath the palace, <laughs> say, come out of the basement. Yeah, see, see, Peter, Peter's all jacked up here because now he's beneath the palace. And here comes this sister. Don't even say who she is. But, and Peter's just by the fire, just getting warm. You know, like the scene in New Jack City where Laverne and them was singing. 
So he, he having a good old time singing with the quartet.
you don't think you're supposed to be him. But God himself said, I find it not robbery to call myself equal with God. If it's no longer I that live, but it's the Christ who lives in me, I am no longer with him. I am him. The works you see me do. Are you tired of just being with him? Are you tired of just being with the church, being with the pastor, being with the, the y'all not going to say nothing, but you want to be one of them. You are one of them. And then here's the killer. She begins to pull on his nationality. And the reason she did that was because she said, your speech identifies you as one of them. The power of life and death is in your tongue. He said, how you speak. We got to see, if you're not talking faith, I know you're not one of them. If you're talking doubt and defeat and, uh, and, and loneliness and broken, you ain't, you, you ain't been with them long enough. <laughs> Y'all not going to say nothing because God has a way of changing what comes out of your mouth. Because you got to speak to some stuff. And if you ain't speaking the right things, it tells me who you've been with. When you stay with somebody long enough, you start sounding like them. Help me up in here. When I spend more time in the word of God than I allow the nation and the world to feed me, I'll start talking like Jesus and less like the world. He said, you one of them because you talk like them. That is why Peter started cussing her out. Because cutting that, I got convicted. I got convicted. God help me. He's doing better. I'm doing so much better. I'm doing so, so. I'm going to go ahead and give God praise right now for the better. But I want you to understand this. He started cussing her out so that she could say, wait a minute. That don't sound like Jesus. <laughs> Maybe I was wrong because no Christian would ever cuss me out like you just cut. Some of you don't want to be identified with the righteous way of living. So you may not cuss and say hell, but you cuss because you at the club. Dancing is language. Can I get some help here, Monte? Is dance a language? Anybody that got professional anointed dancers that understand that we, as being from the tribes of Africa, understand that the sound of the drum and how we move, y'all not going to say nothing. That's why you can't be in the house of God worshiping and be at the club of demons getting and dropping it like it's hot. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Y'all dropping it like it's hot Done messed up your praise You don't know whether to shout Or whop You ain't gonna say nothing
And then as Peter's trial is going on, while Jesus is dealing with a kangaroo court, Peter is dealing with a rooster court. Peter didn't have no witnesses except for that rooster. This isn't the first time we see animals helping a brother out. And it's always when people are acting <laughs> like idiots. Hey, why are you beating me? You're the one not listening to God. That's the donkey. Shouldn't you be mad at God? Has Lilo ever ministered to you? She got that face like... God said. <laughs> Nature. God controls everything else. Every, every, everything, everything. And if you won't listen, he'll send, he'll send a cat, a rat, or a mouse. So that you get your life in order. That rooster went to crowing and Peter went to crying. Because he remembered what Jesus said. Well, Jesus was being bold enough upstairs. Well, Jesus was being bold enough upstairs in the palace to stand judgment for the coward in the basement. Do you, do you see what God did for us in heaven? While we were hiding in the garden in the basement. Oh, help me up in here. How close to this message. See, 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 what I need you, I know you're saying. See, the reason I read Romans 1.16, for we are not ashamed of the gospel of God, for it is the power of God for those who believe, is because this is all a power struggle. So when they were persecuting Jesus upstairs in the palace, he was standing in his power because he didn't have to be afraid of a power that thought they were in power. So he was able to understand that I'm here for my father's purpose. Ooh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So I'm not going to fight this battle because I know the battle is not mine. Y'all better help me. Y'all better help me. So he was able to stand in the face while the coward in the basement was shivering and unafraid because he knew he had denied Christ and ran and was afraid to now be identified with the man that he would need to be identified with in order to get into the palace. See, 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 y'all missed it. He, 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 he 
people. It was understanding. And so he was a coward, but he wasn't the only coward. All the disciples were cowards. They had all ran. They had all fled. But it was a power struggle. And when they beat up Jesus and when they spit on him and when they dragged him, it was trying to strip the power that he had and the influence that he had had. What they were doing with Jesus in the palace was to strike fear in those who were following him. And say, we have the power. We'll hold this court when it's illegal. We'll do an illegal trial. We won't have any witnesses. And we will still condemn him to die. And if anybody follows this man, the same thing is going to happen to you. Woo! Somebody help me. What we need to realize, I'm going to close five. Can I get seven minutes? It's my last close. What we need to realize is that all the disciples in the later chapters of the gospel were cowards in their faith. They were all failures in following, always missing the mark. Always. The lessons that Christ was trying to teach them, they still couldn't get it. Which now makes a lot of sense on why Jesus told them to go wait in the upper room for power. <laughs> he knew they couldn't stand up for their faith without the power of the Holy Spirit. They all left him. They left him when they arrested him. He knew Peter was in the basement while he was being... And even when he returned, he said, go wait, because I know you've seen my resurrection, but I know y'all still cowards, because you're only going to be strong while I'm with you. You're only going to be bold while I'm with you, because you know. <laughs> oh, God. But, but I love it. Y'all better help me, because these same cowards, after being endowed with the power of the Holy Spirit, was able to stand up in the face of a Roman Empire that they were afraid of a few chapters ago and say, I will stand up. I can't do nothing but preach Christ and him crucified. Help me up in here. Somebody say, you got power. You don't have to be worrying about convenient Christianity when you know you have the power to stand up in the face of a government who ain't going to do you say just like Paul, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power. My job don't got the power. Hospital ain't got the power. Meds ain't got the power. Drugs ain't got the power. Sex ain't got the power. The power of God is in the gospel of Jesus Christ and I will not be ashamed. I stand up for him. I live for him. I'll die in the same disciples that ran never ran again they walked right up they were willing to die for what they believed in church we got power we don't have to have a power struggle I don't need a title to walk in who I am 
you don't never gotta call me pastor because I know who I believe in I know the power that I walk in that's the same power you got stop tap your neighbor say stop letting the devil win when you got the power, you got the, he said, I've given you power to walk on scorpions, tread on demons, to cast out devils. How you going to be sleeping with a devil when he told you to cast out the devil? Let him persecute you on your job. You can't fire me. You didn't hire me. God opened this door. And when I leave, it means my assignment is over. You can't threaten me. The devil tried to kill me. I'm still, y'all better help me. Lupus can't win. Cancer can't win. AIDS can't win. Y'all better help me up in here. Nobody can win up in this house. Because God... Don't scare us. Because when we close our eyes on this side, we go home. Next level. We've been here 16, 17 years. Ain't had a funeral yet. Because we don't have funerals. We have homecoming. And God is saying, none of us are done yet. Like my brother said, we're just getting started. We're just turning the corner. Y'all better... Whatever's in the head got the flow to the body. I speak life, healing, power, resurrection, new ligaments, new muscles, new number.
ain't got to try to figure out what's my purpose. Let me help you. All you got to do is stand there and look pretty because the devil is mad. Lazarus ain't have to say nothing when he was in church. Ain't nobody have to tell Lazarus testimony service. Lazarus, I once was dead, and now Lazarus didn't have to say nothing because everybody in the church knew Lazarus came out that tomb. I'm trying to help you. That's the power of God. When everybody knows you should not be here, and you sit there, praise God. saying when we play video games it's like you got to get to this point where you can get extended play if you don't make it to that point you don't get extended play game over god said when you make it past certain points i don't want extended play i want extended praise because you made it this far give me extended praise so i can get you to your next level because there ain't nothing you did that got you to this level but if you go ahead and praise me i'll bring you to your next level y'all missed it some of you are almost right there at that line to go into the next stage of your development but you won't give god praise i dare you right now to say devil i'm about to make it to my next level i'm gonna give god praise like never before so i can greet I made it this far, but since I did, I'm going to put another quarter in my machine and make it to the next level. Bless him in his house. They owe you. Every time you go in and come out, God said, I'm going to increase what I'm about to pour on you. Because they...
we gonna get out of here, but I'm gonna say this. We were praying. And my sister, you was in this prayer box. I'm talking about immediate answers. I'll tell you what you tell, you tell us to pray. Uh, and we ain't got to go into, we ain't got to put no pressure on and be crying. Just simply, I just, a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you what I said. I said, God, touch Wendy. Whatever she already saved, but let her get tired. Bring her in the house. No condemnation. It's process. My sister, whatever you got to go through, whatever hell you got to experience, it's always going to run you right back in this house. So whatever they telling you out there does not compare to what God had already placed in here. You don't got baby word in you. That's why it aggravates you to be around nonsense when you know you are better than the environment that you subject yourself and your kids to. God said, Get in my house, stay in my house. Don't let no devil take you out of my house because you belong to him. And let me just say this. It ain't her faith. You don't ride on her faith. She cares about you because you her sister. It's your faith. It's your faith. Enough is enough. You're going to stop coming in here tired. Next Sunday, you're coming in here happy. Clean house. Go home, get some Clorox. Just start bleaching. Just start cleaning the house. They ain't gonna understand what because what you doing in the natural ain't into those spooky stuff. I ain't never said this to nobody. It's in the spiritual. God said, go ahead and clean it. He said, because the blood is gonna be all as you put the music on. Change the music. Put on the worship music. Start cleaning your house. They ain't gonna understand it. Just start. Just start watching demons leave. about your business. And we thank God that you chose broken vessels to be about your business. 
We all got our shortcomings, our weaknesses, our failures, and our flaws. But in this camp, we're family. Good, bad, or indifferent. And we just love watching you grow. We're going to pour into you until we see that thing take root and grow up into what it's supposed to be. And we thank God for these. Thank God that you answer our prayers, that you hear us, that our praise is not in vain. And that the enemy we saw yesterday, we will see them no more. Every last one of us, we dedicate our lives to you. The places where we've been short and not have given you, not given you all that you asked for, God help us to release it. This is our prayer. Cover us as we leave this place. As we go out into a world where it's not convenient to be a Christian. But we'll share our faith boldly. They will know that we were with you, that we are one of you, and that we talk like you. And we thank you for it. Father, cover us until we meet again in this place. In Jesus' name, grace and peace.